You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, what's going on? Oh, uh, just getting my stuff ready to write my advance for the uh, my preview for Georgia Tech. All is well. The, the hurricane was a little windy, a lot of rain, but all is well. A lot of hype for the hurricane. It's uh a lot of hype for the hurricane and hurricanes. <laughs> exactly. No, I, don't, I don't think there's uh, any for the hurricanes. It's like really nice outside now. Actually, I'm looking at my window and it's, it looks really nice out, um, which always happens. It tends to happen after a hurricane. So I'm um, looking through my clear, my, my sh- like shutters that are kind of these weird plastic kind of, you can see through them uh-huh. and kind of you can't. So yeah, I can see some blue up there. So um, anyway, <laughs> um, we're, we're trying to put off talking about the hurricanes, the Miami hurricanes, <laughs> because uh Ooh, it's gotten uh, bad. You know, how many times have we felt like they hit rock bottom this year? Um, well, they did it again on Saturday, a 45 to three loss to Florida state. Um, we talked last week. I think last week we were like, Oh, this game's never a blowout. There's the one time that Miami beat Florida state by uh, 47, nothing. Well, Miami lost to Florida that- state, 47, nothing. Miami right? lost. Right. And then a couple of years ago, Miami oh, beat them. 52. Yeah, by 42 points. They're like, ah, oh, that right. happens so rarely. And now two of the last three games has been a 42-point win uh, for two different teams. Uh, Miami on the wrong end of it this week. Um, and it was really like a, you know, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Obviously, Tyler Van Dyke played a, a couple snaps. I think he threw eight passes. Um, got hurt after, well, clearly he was trying to pay, play through an injury uh, and re-aggravated it on like his third or fourth pass of the game. Um, then Jake right. Garcia comes in and basically throws an interception right away. So we're down to, you know, Miami played three quarterbacks in the first uh, 17 minutes um, and gets absolutely obliterated by Florida state. And, um, you know, I, I, I know we're in year one of the Mario Cristobal era and there's still a good chance that this all works out and Miami you know, it's going to get better inevitably because Mario's strength is as a recruiter, but there is not a whole lot for Mario Cristobal to hang his hat on this year. You know, like other if you didn't, if you were totally unaware of the recruiting aspect of this and you just saw Miami losing every game by, you know, they've given up 45 points now three times. Like there is not a lot of positive to take away from this season. And one of the chances they had, one of the last chances they had to like, deliver a, a big exciting moment in year one on the field for Mario Cristobal was Saturday. And instead um, it's one of the worst losses of the last 20 years or so for Miami. Yeah, it was, 
It was really ugly. I feel like we say that every week. Ugly, I ugly. I mean, they've had three. If you're going to put a list together of the worst losses of the last, basically since like the, the 2000s glory days, right? Like they've had three of them this year. Pretty bad. Yeah. My my worst loss still, to, to me, the one that's seemed the worst. I, I know they lost 58 nothing to Clemson. I know, I know uh, Al Golden got fired the next day. Um, but the one that really felt horrible to me was the last game in the Orange Bowl. I, I always say that. I think it was 2008, maybe. I think it was. I've got to yeah. look. Oh, my God. 48 nothing. I don't know. I've got to look. It was it was horrible because they came out so pumped up. I mean, they were like dancing around and doing the, you know, the typical old school Miami were all that stuff. And, uh, you know, this is, you know, our pride and joy, the Orange Bowl. Um, we're going to just kill Virginia. And then they got just right. obliterated. They, they even canceled. I think they canceled the fireworks. I'm not sure for afterwards, but it was horrible. But anyway, right. I didn't mean to digress, but that was. For me, that's I think that's always going to be the worst loss, actually. Yeah, yeah. but um, I mean, the, the larger. Year- the larger point is that they're, you know, they, yeah. I, is there like a positive, I guess you can t- look at individual yeah. positive performances, but like, there's not a whole lot of positive no. moments to look at. No, there's not. It doesn't I, mean I, that Mario Cristobal is going to be a failure, but it, it, it means like, if you, I don't know, like if you're trying to convince a casual fan who's not following uh, recruiting that closely and, you know, just knows that Mario Cristobal is this guy who had some success at Oregon and he's an alumnus and all that kind of stuff you throw out all the context and it's, it's hard to convince anyone that this is, there's reasons to be excited about this. Yeah. I mean, I agree, but I think Mario has convinced that I think he's convinced the young players um, that all is well. I mean, even talking to some of the the three true freshmen, three true freshmen players who are performing well um, are thrown into impossible situations. Um, they're really into Mario. And like mm-hmm. you said, the recruits and I mean, they're, they're all about rebuilding as Mario would say, you know, and all about the work as Mario would say. Yeah. I, I think, I think they bought, I think those guys have bought in. And like I said, right before the podcast, I think a lot of, a lot of guys will be transferring or in a way sent on their way, whether they want to or not kind of, um, but I, I, yeah, I think Mario really, really believes, you know, it's going to happen. And I'm, I don't know, we'll, we'll see. But I, I see that like on social media and the reaction from the, the country is half, you know, the people who are vocal and speak out, half of them are, you know, just can't stand Mario and whatever, think it's a joke. They're paying $80 million for this coach and they, and they, they, that he's trying to whatever, uh, supposedly it's private, but supposedly a 10 year contract for 80 million. They, they can't believe it. And, um, uh, and then half of them. And the, I, I tell you what, the Mario supporters, they are, I mean, they are as avid supporter supporters of Mario. They, they won't budge. It's yeah. like they're brainwashed or something. I, I, I'm not saying that he, they have their reasons and they they truly believe he's going to turn the program around and they do they believe it mm-hmm. so we'll see 
Yeah, I don't think we should dwell too much on the specifics of the Florida State game because, I don't know, what was there really to learn from that? We saw Miami was down uh, 21 to 3 in like no time, basically. Um, Right. 28, 31 to 5, 31 to 3 at halftime. Is that right? I I was on a plane and got off right before halftime. So, yeah, 31 to 3 by halftime. They only scored three points. And then I did not watch the second (laughs) half because it was 31 to 3. And Jakari Brown was in and um, Miami was not doing anything. I mean, it was a total, uh, obviously like a total and complete collapse. Like the offense was abysmal, has been pretty much abysmal all year. Um, And the defense, which I I think we've said a couple of times, had some positive moments was as bad as it has been all year. And we're in week, uh, that was week 10, game nine. And right. it was kind of like the worst performance they've had all year, which is obviously not a great sign that they, they seem to somehow be getting worse. Um, or at least as other teams are getting better, they're not significantly improving. Um, and again, like this all goes into the same topic we were talking about. We're like, they're in for a full scale rebuild. Did they, ne- should they be in this position? Probably not. This team was, you know, seven and five last year, um, got way better as the year went on. Um you know, had their star quarterback coming back. And obviously Tyler's been hurt. Um, so it's it's not a hundred percent fair to say they're like if the offensive collapse is is all due to this new coaching staff, but it wasn't looking good when Tyler was in there either. Um so anyway, I, I think the two ways the two ways to look at it are basically this is an awful year. It could not, you know, there's nothing positive to look at. I don't think um there is um they should be much better. But at the same time, like I said, it, it doesn't mean that this plan is going to be a failure. Um, and you can see, I mean, you can see basically Mario's tone shifting as the year goes on, right? Where at the start of the year, um, sure. you know, he thought the team was going to be competitive. He, you know, if obviously like they were picked to win the Coastal. Um, not that he has anything to do with that, but, you know, I, I think if you had got given him some truth serum, he would have said, yeah, we'll be in the race for the coastal, right? And no I, maybe, maybe we're no not the doubt. favorite, but we're going to be in the race for it. And obviously um, he's not saying that now. No, now it's all I, about, I, now it's all about he, we're in for a big rebuild. I mean, he did say, right. it, I think after the middle Tennessee game, like this is a bigger rebuild than I expected. Um, and right. you know, obviously it's, it's not all about him because this has been a, the story for uh basically 20 years at this point, losses to bad teams, um, blowout yeah. losses to good teams. Um, but, but, but David, winning, losing four in a row at home, yeah. I, I have to say first time in 49 years, uh, l- like last week, it was awesome. The crowd. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, you know, I was sitting in that press box. We were all amazed. I mean, the start of the game, it was filled. I even I even shot a video and posted it on Twitter so people could see it was really true. I mean, it was rocking that place. And the fans were uh, much uh, <laughs> better behaved than the last few games. They, there wasn't much booing. You barely really couldn't hear much booing. So a lot of them left, but I think they were so excited about a full crowd and it was fun for them. And you know, I, I, it just, uh, I like that didn't even get them pumped up. I mean, there's, I don't know. It just, it just shows how, how bad it is really. Yeah. All right. So let's, now that we've gotten just like all the doom and gloom out of the way, um, 
let's move on to a, a topic you touched on the freshman class because that is now I think the story of it's it's the interesting part of this team and particularly the quarterback spot um because Tyler Van Dyke obviously got hurt against Duke um did not play against Virginia Tyler or Jake Garcia plays in his place um leads Miami to a win um and a defensive struggle 14-12 in quadruple overtime um throws for about 120 yards in that game um but at least doesn't turn the ball over then uh on Saturday obviously Tyler Van Dyke gets the start as I said does not play very much because he re-aggravates that shoulder or that arm we don't know exactly what the injury was but he was grabbing at this chest shoulder kind of joint there um Jake Garcia gets a little bit of a look, only throws two passes. One of them is an interception. Um, and right. then Jakari Brown, who now has been a part of the offense pretty much since ACC play has started um, his mm-hmm. role growing basically every week, um, you know, early on, just kind of a short yardage wildcat kind of guy. Um, Virginia, they let him throw a pass. Um, and then obviously he was into the ground. And then, uh, yeah, on Saturday, he was uh, part of the game the plan. On Saturday, he was part of the game plan even before Ty, uh, Tyler's injury, right? He got a couple snaps in there. They were rotating both guys pretty heavily considering the you know caliber of quarterback that Tyler Van Dyke is. Um, and then when Jake just falters in his one opportunity, basically, on Saturday, Jakari gets the rest of the game and a true freshman. Um his numbers were not particularly good either as a as a passer, but he did run for more than 60 yards. Um, so now this brings us to Saturday where Miami, um, on Wednesday, Mario Cristobal said, he's still not sure who's starting. Um, obviously, you know, if Tyler's healthy, he's going to be the guy. So, you know, if he, if he's healthy, then that puts that debate to rest. But if he's not, then we get this Jake Garcia, Jakari Brown dilemma where Jake, I think in a lot of people's minds was, you know, the the plan at the start of the year was Tyler was going to be the quarterback this year. He's going to go to the NFL. And then Jake Garcia was going to be the favorite going in. You know, it was going to be a competition with exactly. him and Jakari Brown, Jaden Rashada, but he was going to be the favorite. Um, Definitely. Obviously, he's gotten his chances a little bit this year. Um, had one good drive against Middle Tennessee, uh, two good drives against Duke, um, got a win against Virginia. Uh but otherwise, it's been pretty rough. A uh, bunch of interceptions against um, a bunch of interceptions against Duke, um, Middle Tennessee was kind of an impossible. You know, he had one good drive and it was late in the game, and then offense stalled out like it was for the rest of the game. Um, Virginia, I I won't say they won in spite of him, but they he was not the necessarily the reason they won. I guess we should say it was a defensive struggle. Um, Right. And now, you know, against Florida State, the biggest spot of his career, um, obviously they were down big. So, you know, one interception didn't kill them, but uh, biggest spot of his career, he, he throws a pick pretty much right away. And and now I think it's it's a real debate, obviously, uh, about who is going to be the starting quarterback on Saturday. Um, and, you know, Jake Garcia at this point is there's there's no benefit of the doubt for him either. He's going to have to earn this. Um you know, in practice this week and potentially potentially going into a game this weekend. I mean, I, would I rule out the possibility they start to like, play two quarterbacks? Probably not. Um, it seems like Jakari's going to play no matter what the plan is. But um, 
I mean, Jake's going to have to earn this. And and obviously he was always eventually going to have to earn it. It's come faster. And and for the most part, I, I he's not yet proved that he is the next guy here at Miami. And it no, opens the door for Jakari he, Brown. Yeah, I, I he hasn't. Pro- I mean, he had his in Virginia against Virginia when Tyler wasn't playing. You know, he did have his shot. Uh, yeah. And. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. I, I, I get this. My gut is um, my gut is that Jakari, I could obviously it could be wrong, is mm-hmm. that Jakari gets the nod. Um, well, I will say he's played better than Jake Garcia this year, I would say. And obviously his role yeah. has been different. Um, his role has been different, but he's he's he has had some nice runs. Uh, on Saturday, again, he was not good. He only threw for about 70 yards and ran he for had one one fifteen yard. I think and but he, he ran for 60 and if you think this offense is no he didn't yeah if you're if you're not don't trust this passing attack then it makes more sense yeah. to go with Jakari Brown and then it's obviously kind of a little bit of an upside play because as good as Jake Garcia is quarterbacks like Jakari Brown are you know those guys like win the Heisman right if, if it all pans out like he like Hendon Hooker um you know Cam Newton like he's got that that big physical and athletic ability um, that if if it all comes together, then um, then he can be really, 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 really good. Um, but we, yeah. So I, I think I wouldn't be, you know, I, I I kind of agree with you. We're basing this on nothing. Obviously, we're not seeing practice. Um, right. Mario's not tipping his hand at all. But Jakari has done more in his role, I think, than Jake Garcia has this year. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, Jakari is. He definitely hasn't played enough. He did throw a 15-yard pass. They were happy about that last game. Um, you know, his passing, I mean, he's just, I guess, got to develop and grow. And, you know, uh, we'll see what Georgia Tech uh, blitzes a lot, um, which, you know, that 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 introduces all kinds of stuff as far as the offensive line and other players helping um you know, I, meaning, meaning UM, because their injury situation sure hasn't been easy for any of the quarterbacks. I mean, it's as hard as it can be. It's not like, uh, you know, they're, they've been well protected. They, they've yeah, they, we should say hurt. like Miami, I, they were, they were killed by injuries last year too, but they've been really, really hurt by injuries. Obviously starting quarterback hurt. Um, the star left tackle has not played it. He's played one game and has not game. started a game all year. Right. Um, all three interior linemen have been injured at various points. Jalen Rivers uh, now down and looking unlikely he's, to play on oh, Saturday. He's not playing. Right. Um, he's, Justice is the running is backs not. have all been hurt pretty much, except for Henry Parrish or even Henry Parrish. Yeah, Henry Parrish missed time too. So pretty much every running back yeah, they were banking on counting on has been hurt. Um, Xavier Estrepo has been hurt. Jacoby George has been hurt. Um, the offense, every spot is basically uh, Elijah Arroyo has been hurt. Every spot, someone from the two deep depth chart has, has been hurt. So that it is, yeah. it's been obviously not smooth for anyone. No, and I, I, I don't think Tyler. I mean, I just, again, my gut is they're <clears throat> they're going to sit Tyler. Uh, I, I because Tyler now at the beginning of the season, like you said, we everybody thought that he'd have a good season, turn pro. 
right? And then it would be, you know, who's it going to be between Jakari and um, and 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 Jake? But now, I, <laughs> now it's like big question mark next to Tyler, big question mark next to Jake, uh, and not Jakari. <clears throat> He'll be back, pretty sure about that. But I mean. You know, it's kind of a weird situation. I, I don't think they want Jake to get any more hurt. And I don't, I, excuse me, and not Tyler, Jake, yeah. Tyler. And I don't think Tyler wants to. I bet his family is saying, no, no. I mean, what are they playing for now? Which is a good segue to the bowl thing. But the, the point is, uh, it's it's kind of a weird situation. They want to, they want, if Tyler is not going pro and he's not going to go pro there's I, I can't see it in a million years he's yeah. not turning pro so is he going to come back to miami i i i, I mean that, that's a big question mark as they say and then mm-hmm. or is he going to transfer is he going to transfer somewhere jake they've got the coaches are really have to they've got a lot a lot to think about when they put quarterbacks in when they take quarterbacks out and stuff it's yeah. a whole psychological thing also. So um, I, I don't know. And yeah, I don't even I, know if we're going to win this game. Yeah, I think at the quarterback uh, spot, the, the one thing I think I think the only thing I got to do right now is um, assuming Tyler's hurt and not playing this weekend, right. you got to pick the guy who's performing the best. Like you can't play neither of those guys. I know Jake was a big, big time recruit. I still think he's going to be a good college quarterback, but he is not – and on the in game, maybe you know, maybe he's earning it behind the scenes in practice, right? We're not seeing a whole lot of practice, um, but it doesn't matter because even even Mario said this week he said on Monday, well, there's some guys that are uh, are he's that do great in practice. They work super hard. They're really good. They're really smart. Whatever, but for whatever reason during the game, you know, there it just doesn't happen. And then there's other guys that are a little bit the opposite. Mm-hmm. maybe they come alive, you know, under the lights. So, yeah, yeah, I don't. Anyway, my, my larger right. point is I think at the, with this quarterback situation, the way it is right now, they can't be thinking about the political side of things because, um, you know, because Jake hasn't right. earned it, you know, has not, has not proven so far that he is like the future. He's, he's still trying to prove that he's the future. And Jakari Brown is still trying to prove that he's the future. And, um, they're both you know, they're both freshmen, right? They'll, next year they will both be sophomores because Jake redshirted last year. Jakari is not redshirting. Like they're now they're now at the same point in their clocks um, where you just gotta you gotta let whoever's better earn this job and and there's your guy moving forward. If the other guy transfers, so be it. He didn't win it. If you don't win, sometimes you, you that guy has to transfer. Right? It happened with sometimes it backfires. Right? Joe Burrow leaves Ohio state because he loses the job to Dwayne Haskins and wins the Heisman and national championship at LSU. Um, but you know, at the same time, Dwayne Haskins was a Heisman finalist. Like it, right. you gotta, you gotta just let, you can't be worried about what this means two or three years down the road, because neither, we don't know what these guys are going to look like two or three, two or three years down the road. And neither of them has proven that they are two or three years down the road going to be a star. They're still trying to get there. So they just got to play whoever is performing better right now. And, and, from what we can see, it looks like uh, Jakari Brown is performing better than Jake Garcia. Yeah, I think that's bottom line, really. And again, they have a good, you know, you you lose one of these guys to the portal. You got another good one coming in next year, Jaden Rashada, who might be, who's going to 
have to do the same thing, come in and prove himself. Uh, but there's no reason that he can't be as good as either of these guys. He's as highly ranked as either as Jake Garcia was a uh, five-star recruit in some people's minds. Um, so yeah, the, the quarterback so position, it's, yeah, it's uh, like, so I'll put it. There have been a lot of years where Miami, it's like, you kind of just felt like you were scraping the bottom of the barrel and, you know, Malik Rozier, who was not a big recruit is like all of a sudden the long-term answer at quarterback and not just not a big time recruit, but also like just not particularly productive uh, as a college quarterback. Um, you kind of, it's, it's, a, it's still a good situation, I think, for Miami to have where even throwing out Tyler, you've got a guy in Jake Garcia, a guy in Jakari Brown, and a guy in Jaden Rashada who all have the traits of a starting power five college quarterback and have the upside to be a star quarterback at the power five level. So um, it's not going well for, for Jake right now, but that doesn't mean the same way that it's not going well for Mario. It, it doesn't mean that it's not going to go well in the future. It's just not going well right now. And and he's got now to, to he's got to earn it. Um, or, you know, that's why you recruit great quarterbacks every year forces these guys to earn it. And if they don't earn it, they can get out of the way for the next guy. Well, the best quarterback, you know, is always the one that hasn't played yet. Yeah, so that's, that's true uh, too. And, right. I mean, Jakari could start and get their three picks too. We haven't seen him have that the yeah. opportunity to do it. only threw what seven, also, nine passes on Saturday. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and also um, he threw nine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was five for nine. So also um, what, like what happens if Jake and uh, Tyler uh, transfer? I mean, I, Again, that I'm being obviously facetious about the best quarterbacks. Always the one that hasn't played. Uh-huh. These kids are in high school. So what 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 happens then? Then you got Jakari and a, a kid who's highly ranked, but yeah, Jaden Rashada and Emery Williams, yeah. another freshman. They have two freshmen it, committed. Two right, quarterbacks committed right now. That's so. true. I, it's just uh, yeah, be- it can go from good to bad quickly, and yeah. um, it is you know I think the biggest. And uh, I think it's been written a lot, but one of the biggest positive that the Mario, the Manny Diaz did for this team was he totally rebuilt that quarterback room. You think of the group that was there when he took over, it was um, Jaron Williams, Nicosi yeah. Perry, um, Tate Martell, right? Tate Martell came in that Tate year. Martell. Was that the next year? Like, and they got from there to this position where obviously he didn't get Rashada committed or, or Emory Williams committed, but to this position where, You've got a all-conference level quarterback in Tyler Van Dyke, uh, a huge recruit in Jake Garcia, and a really interesting high upside recruit in Jakari Brown, who committed when Manny Diaz was still the coach. So um, it would be a a shame if they squander that group that they they put together, especially. And you know, maybe Jaden Rashada is just the answer, and he's not here yet, and that's the line that I think Mario is touting a little bit is the answer you know, might be this next freshman class, not necessarily guys in the building. Um, but it would be a shame if, if this group that I think rightfully we were really excited about. And in certain cases, like we saw how good they were with, with Tyler. Um, it'd be a shame if, if they kind of let it all go to waste. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th 
hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Um, should we talk about some of the other freshmen you mentioned on uh, Wednesday? We got to talk to a couple, uh, a bunch of the guys, a couple of them for the first time. Um, we talked to Wesley the same a few times, but Nigel Lee Kelly, who just, you know, I think up to four sacks now. It just feels like every other week he makes a nice a play like that. Um, and, yeah. and as Cooper, who is now Miami's starting right guard for the last two weeks. Um, and both guys. You know, it's it's almost I was I was talking to Jordan McPherson, our, our Marlins writer yesterday, and, you know, the Marlins are bad most years. So a lot of what he ends up talking about and writing about are the <laughs> prospects, right, or the rookies who come up. Yeah. Um, and I, I I think for a lot of people, that's that's probably the mentality they're taking with this Miami team. Right. It's like they got, you know, we'll mention it at the end here. What's at stake this weekend? They've still got a chance to make a bowl and a bowl is important. Um mm-hmm. And, you know, they do have a couple of chances left for good wins on the schedule. Um, not expecting them to beat Clemson, but, you know, that would be a, a big moment if, if Mario Cristobal could knock off Clemson in year one. Um, but the the oh, real yeah. the real thing to watch right now is, well, the quarterback spot, if it's Jake or Jakari, you know, that's a big evaluation going forward, as, as we just extensively discussed. Um, yep. But also, like, Wesley Bissain is either – future answer at linebacker, Nigel Kelly, can he be uh, the next great Miami defensive end? Um, and as Cooper, do we have an, do we have an offensive line spot settled now for the next three, four years here? Um, so there, there are interesting young guys, I think to keep an eye on. And, that, and then obviously the guys who were freshmen last, like that, those guys are all going to be back to Leonard Taylor, James Williams, Cam Kinchins, you know, guys could always transfer, but they've got a young core that remains interesting. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Jackson they do, and they're good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Daryl Jackson, Cam Kinchins is really good. Um, James Williams, uh, I, you know, speaking yesterday to, to Wesley, the Saint and Inez Cooper and Nigel Kelly, which was a pleasant surprise. Um, they're, they're all excited about the now and the future. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're, not, they're, uh, they're, they've definitely bought into Mario. So, um, and they believe they're believers. So they're just doing whatever the coach says. And I mean, four, four sacks and it's just going to, he's just going to get better and better. And Nigel Lee 
you know, it's yeah. not like he's and it'd be hard. For, you know, there, there's eight defensive linemen playing. It'd be hard for him to like be producing huge, huge numbers. That's that's really good for what he's he doing. Start, yeah, he hasn't started yet. Yeah, and he's playing like 14 snaps a game or something. Right? Yeah. He's not like exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Bassane, really good. He hasn't started yet. Um, and that's Cooper. Uh, I mean, amazing. Yeah, right. What he's been thrown into. So, yeah. I mean, that's what Mario and the coaching staff are 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 hanging on to kind of, and I, you know, it's just, it's just after each game now, like that, like that day and the next day is very like change. It's very painful when Mario walks into the post game, you know, the post interview room, post game interview room. It's like, it's horrible. You know, so it feels really bad. And then it starts lightening up a little by Tuesday. Yeah. They start looking forward. So well he's you know he's not an idiot. He knows he shouldn't be losing these games. Of course not. No. He definitely shouldn't be. And the kid, I mean, I really this is the first time we talked after Florida State. David, if you you if you could have seen the players like Corey Flagg and the players that walked in after the game, oh my God, in the in the interview room. I mean, they look like horrible. Yeah. I mean, they looked, their his head was like hanging at a weird angle. His eyes were kind of, cl- they looks, I don't know, like somebody shot him up with some really bad, like sleeping stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I, they were not, they were, I, it's like Mario, like they have to go speak to us, I guess. I, they don't have to, but I guarantee you, they didn't want to come in and talk to us. And it was really kind of sad. I mean, but they, so it's, maybe they'll win this week. I don't, I don't see it right now, the way it's going. I just don't, I don't see it. Georgia Tech is, you know, licking their chops or whatever the cliche is. Uh, You know, they're, they're going to blitz like crazy. This poor quarterback. And they've been good since they fired their coach. Uh, that was like back in early October, maybe even the end of September. I don't remember exactly when it was. They've been good since then. Um, yeah, they you know getting I think on the brink of bowl eligibility. Um, or at least they have a chance. Yeah, so they're the same as they have the same four and five. Yes, they've got a chance. Which like I think they fired their coach at like zero and four or one and four. Like they've they've really turned it around. So, um, it's not an easy one. I mean, Miami's an underdog at Georgia Tech, which like and and they're gonna have a lot of fans. Guarantee you the fan, although. Although Atlanta fans, Atlanta is a city that loves Miami. That I know they do. They just, yeah. they have a lot of Miami fans there, but come on, they're going to fill, I bet they fill that stadium. And it, at least to me, it's going to be cold tomorrow morning. <laughs> it's it, not tomorrow, Saturday morning. I, I swear. I keep checking and thinking it can't be right. It says 32 degrees in oh, Atlanta. Man. I mean, it's, it's going up, but I can't, yeah, yeah. I can't. It, and they have an outdoor press box. Okay, don't feel sorry for us, but it's it's chilly once it turns dark. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're about to run out of time, but uh, you mentioned I mentioned what's at stake this weekend. Um, it's kind of a must win if Miami wants to make a bowl. Four and five sure. at Georgia Tech at Clemson, home against Pitt to end the year. Um, yeah. If they lose this one, then obviously then they have to beat Clemson. And Clemson is more beatable this year than they were two or three years ago, I think. But um, I mean. They're still a much, 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 much better team than Miami. Um, and, you know, Pitt's not going to be easy either. That team's headed toward, uh, I think, they, they win their sixth game, I think, on on Saturday or their fifth maybe. They're 
they're they're a better team than Miami too. So Miami's gonna be underdogs. It looks like in all three of these, obviously, considering they are up in Atlanta this weekend. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot at stake for Miami Georgia Tech, which is like not something we you know this was penciled in as like one of the Miami's early or late easy late season tune-ups before they go to the Clemson and and now it's they're an underdog and and they really have to win and as you meant as I mentioned uh, a couple of guys talked about the importance of bowl eligibility this year I mean we just mentioned all the young guys they have um and obviously you're one of a new coach like wouldn't you love for those extra practices for Wesley Bassaint and Nigel Kelly, and maybe they start the bowl game after some of the seniors decide not to play or whatever. Like, Oh, for sure. Oh, oh God, it'll be a young bowl game. Yeah. I guarantee you. I, and Pitt, by the way, is five and four. So and I, four. I wish I could look at the schedule t- this week um, because, you know, for Pitt, but can you imagine if Pitt goes into Miami game, like, five and what if that if the both teams need to win the game yeah i don't know it's a bad situation anyway anyway you look at it and a bowl would be great yes bowl would be god knows where it would be but it would be great feels uh feels fenway bowl to me uh is it another outdoor press box i don't know i've never been to fenway yeah i have so Anyway, maybe Gasparilla, but like they got they got to win. I mean, if they win this weekend, then like we don't even have to think about it because or if they lose this weekend, we don't even have to think about it because it, it becomes very unlikely there. Um, as I mentioned, though, they do have like, again, like all signs are pointing to this not happening. But like there are still, you know, if they beat Clemson, if they beat Pitt to end the year, those are, those are some positive yeah. moments that Mario Cristobal can build on. But it's just the signs just aren't there. And Clemson, by the way, I, we have to wrap this up. But Clemson uh, is eight and one now. Yeah. Okay. And they're in that they've already clinched a spot in the ACC yep. title game. So who knows if they're going to, I don't know, when they play Miami, like take it easy a little, not if you know what I mean, like play some other guys and also check out some young players. And I don't know, they're, they're in the game already. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're, they're not out of the playoff race. So I, I don't, I don't expect that unless they lose this weekend. So um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, that's they it are, for us. They lose to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, uh, that's it for us. You can follow Susan on Twitter at S. Miller Degnan. She'll be up in Atlanta this weekend for Miami Georgia Tech. Um, one of the most important feeling Miami Georgia Tech games in, in quite some time. Uh, Miami really needs something positive, I think, right now. And, and Georgia Tech on paper is the moment to get that. But uh, also on paper, Miami's an underdog. So it's it's not going to be easy. Um, certainly not as easy as we thought it was going to be once upon a time. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson2. Um, I'll watch from home. I'll tweet about it or whatever. It was it was good to be in the air during the first half of Miami, Florida State, and like off of social media and all that kind of stuff. Ooh. Just watch it on my seat back. And uh, by the time I landed, I was like, all right, I can watch the World Series instead. So um, thanks, as always, for listening. Uh, and we will talk to you guys next week.